Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Naomi Rovnik. Voters in Pakistan will elect a new national parliament on Wednesday. On today's podcast, Jotsna Singh talks to the FT's Kieran Stacey on why the election is being described as Pakistan's dirtiest in years. Kieran, why are these elections particularly important in Pakistan's history? This election is historic for a couple of reasons. Number one, it should only be the second time that one civilian administration has handed over power to another. Of course, in Pakistan, there tend to be coups. Other people seize power. Administrations fall apart. So this, a peaceful transition of power from one civilian government to another will in itself be historic for Pakistan. The second reason it's very interesting to watch is because the man who was prime minister until just a few months ago, that's Nawaz Sharif, who has been prime minister three times. He is now in jail, serving a 10-year prison sentence for corruption charges. So the battle is on between his brother, Shehbaz Sharif, and Imran Khan, whom listeners might know as the former Pakistani international cricket captain. So who do you think is going to win? Is this Imran Khan's moment? The polls suggest that it's a dead heat. The PMLN, that's Nawaz Sharif's party, is roughly tied with Imran Khan's PTI. Now, in the past, what has happened is that Imran Khan has led these huge rallies, tens of thousands big. This happened before the 2013 election, for example, but then faded. And the reason he's faded is because he hasn't got a foothold, particularly in Punjab, which is what the PMLN has. Now, it looks like, for a variety of reasons, including this long corruption trial against Nawaz Sharif, the PMLN has started to lose its foothold in Punjab. If the PTI is able to make enough inroads, it should be able to grab power. However, I don't expect either power to be able to govern alone. I don't think either party is going to get a majority. Therefore, in the few days after the election, we're likely to see a lot of coalition haggling. And it'll be very interesting to see what other minor parties end up in government also. And what about former Prime Minister Benazir Bhutto's Pakistan People's Party. Is that nowhere in the picture? Benazir Bhutto's husband, Asif Ali Zadari, and her son, Bilawal Bhutto, are in charge of that party now. It is nowhere in this election. It is coming a distant third. It has a stronghold in Sindh, which is the province where Karachi is. So it does have at least one area it shouldn't lose, but it is pretty much non-existent across the rest of the country. One of the reasons for that is Asif Ali Zadari particularly has been facing corruption charges. He denies those charges, but they have definitely tarnished his reputation. Bilawal Bhutto, meanwhile, the feeling is among most Pakistanis that he's not quite ready for the leadership yet. He's quite a young man. He's in his early 30s, and he hasn't been able to make the impression that I think he would have hoped on most Pakistani voters. This has also been called one of the dirtiest elections in Pakistan. Why? This election is probably the dirtiest, not necessarily in Pakistani history, but certainly since 2002, when General Musharraf was generally regarded to have engineered a result in his own favour. The reason it's being seen as dirty is that several of the parties have said that their candidates are being harassed and threatened and being told that what they should really do is join Imran Khan's PTI. Now, There have long been rumours that the army backs Imran Khan. His people deny this. They say there is no collusion, to coin a phrase, between the PTI and the army. But it does seem that in certain places there are people, call them the establishment, call them the intelligence services, whatever, who want the PTI to win and are using dirty tricks to try and make that happen. 
Other things are happening also. So, for example, international observers, whether from the EU or the Commonwealth, spent weeks waiting for their visas to be cleared. Now, this never happens normally. All of this is dealt with in plenty of time so that they can get on the ground and see what's happening before the election. This time around, this didn't happen. And in fact, the observers have only been on the ground for a few days before the election. They simply haven't been able to look at what is going on. And I think that is more evidence, if it were needed, that things are going on, particularly in rural areas that are quite anti-democratic. So what will each of the major candidates do if in power? It's an interesting choice. So Imran Khan has campaigned on a platform, first of all, of anti-corruption. He says he's going to rid the Pakistani state of corruption. Well, that might be easy to do at the top if you are clean yourself, but I think he'll find it harder to tackle some of the endemic corruption in Pakistan's public services. I was talking to a voter, for example, who said that Imran Khan is going to stop the police asking him for bribes. Well, I doubt Imran Khan is going to be able to do that, at least not in the immediate future. So that's number one. Number two, he talks about setting up an Islamic welfare state. So he wants to boost the tax base and improve public services like health and education. Three, on foreign policy, he is much more strident in his attitude towards the USA. So this could set up a very interesting dynamic. We already have President Donald Trump in Washington, who has taken quite uh, an aggressive stance towards Pakistan. We might be about to get a Pakistani prime minister who takes a similarly aggressive stance back. What that means for cooperation on the so-called war on terror, and particularly in the war in Afghanistan, uh, is yet to be seen. But I would suggest that uh, President Trump's push to end the war in Afghanistan by putting more troops on the ground there will be made all the harder if Imran Khan is in power. Now, what do we expect if Shabazz Sharif is in power? Presumably more of the same agenda as his brother undertook. We expect more financial reform, more business-orientated leadership. The family are business people, and that's how they've governed the state of Punjab. And let's see what happens here. We might also see a little bit of distancing between the civilian government and the armed forces, because what you'll have had is a prime minister in Nawaz Sharif who pretty much went into battle with the army, so to speak. He opposed them on things like relations with India and economic reforms. And if his party wins, that'll put the army in a much weaker position than they are used to being in. So who knows? Shabazz Sharif might, for example, decide to make a big outreach to India, uh, the kind of outreach that wouldn't have been possible if the army was in control of foreign policy. We'll see if that actually happens. He's talked about getting closer to the army and keeping them on board. But this will put him in a very powerful position if he does win. That was Jotsna Singh talking to Kieran Stacey, the FT's South Asia correspondent in New Delhi. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more news later this week. In the meantime, do take a look at our latest FT subscription offer for podcast listeners, which you can find at ft.com slash offer50. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.